Mini episode 1592 of the FDH Lounge is brought to you by Sportsology, delivering unconventional columns and webcasts about sports, TV, music, movies, and more. Follow them on the web at sportsology.com. The FDH Lounge. You'll want to schedule your life around it. A long time ago, on a gloomy, wet Cleveland spring night, two men stand alone amidst the late night drizzle. Their voices echo across the vacant station parking lot as they debate the merits of the great American radio show that have been missing for far too long. On that night, an idea was born. That idea became the FDH Lounge. Welcome to the FDH Lounge. Hello and welcome to FDH Lounge Mini Episode 1592. This is FDH Managing Partner Rick Morris here with our preview of Your Honor Episode 2.8. Here's our top five notes of interest heading into the second season's eighth episode. Number five, Big Mo's world is melting down. Her crew getting to talk down to Cunningham marked the only time that she really had the upper hand last week. With Eugene exposed as being alive, she's now at war with the Baxters, who have additional firepower from their out-of-town mob connections, and Charlie's neither going to be able or motivated to protect her. Right now, it's only a question of how many of her enemies she's going to be able to take down with her. Number 4. Carmine was uncharacteristically in the background of the most recent Baxter drama. With Michael feeling his oats and Gina stewing about it, His domineering father-in-law was left in the shadows, but as we all know, Mark Margolis never plays characters who stay there. He'll play a big part in the endgame of this series. Number three, Eugene still hasn't burned through the last of his nine lives. He's still a target in the system, as his brother was from the Baxters, and if the dirty cop conspiracy still has tentacles, he'd better look over one shoulder at all times. But against all odds, he's still here. Number two, Thea showing up on Michael's doorstep isn't going to end well for anyone. Apparently, she still has something to learn about her baby daddy killing her brother, which seems truly insane considering that shoe should have dropped long ago, so that should complicate Olivia's attempts to flip her against her family. But this development may ensnare Elizabeth in the development against the Baxters since it's actually her doorstep where her great-grandson landed, and she's a quite formidable figure. More of her in the last three episodes, please. Number one. Before Michael accidentally betrayed Charlie, Charlie betrayed Michael, maybe, accidentally. Big ups to our friend Michelle, who called this after episode 2.6, sensing that Charlie tied into the web of dirty cops who murdered Robin. Her theory seemed a long shot, but was possible because, in many instances, This show seems to be making it up as they go along. Contrast this to what we learned from our friend, the great TV critic Kimberly Potts, who told us in our preview of the final half-season of Better Call Saul that the creative team labored long and hard to make sure that nothing they did would affect the accuracy of how you viewed the companion show Breaking Bad. Here, just imagine re-watching season one, knowing all along that Charlie, at best, screwed up and helped get Robin killed, and kept that information from Michael. You can't do it. And think back to episode 2.5, not long ago, when Charlie learned that Michael blabbed about his help while in a state of shock after Adam's killing, and how anguished that Charlie was about his friend's betrayal. Did the writers even have an idea then 
that they were going to have Charlie carrying around an even worse secret about betraying his best friend? It doesn't seem that way. There's a whole lot of thrills and twists coming, and this show is very exciting. But right up until the end, the lesson seems to be, don't pull that logic thread, because you may not be satisfied with how it unravels. Thank you for joining us for this mini-episode of the FDH Lounge.